All right, so talk in your mic now. Let me hear you. Talk. You, you um, could raise it. You want to raise it up a little? Yeah. Do you know how to work a mic? This like, not really. Style. This <laughs> thing scares me. I don't know what it is. It's the, so your S's to stop your S's. Oh, you're not going to stop my S's. <laughs> There is a gay accent, and I have it combined with a Boston accent. I sound like Boston. That's what I was going to ask you. I heard that. So, are you? You? Where are you originally from? Uh, well, we'll save that for the radio. Won't no, we? no. We're believe me, we're taping. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're already taping. Of you course, bastard. What you just got done telling me you got to tape everything, and uh, oh, all right. Oh, you're so, giving me shit for taping. <laughs> oh, so everything I said about Gilbert Gottfried and uh, yeah, not necessarily that I'm going to use it, you know, but anything that's gold, I'm going to use. <laughs> Welcome everyone to another episode of That Record Got Me High. This is Rob Elba here. And this is a very special episode because I brought the episode to the guest. I'm in South Beach now because I know, by the way, I did this because I know people that live in Miami Beach, if you ask them to go to Broward County, it's like you're asking them to fly all across the Oh, this would have never happened. I know, I know. Rat, when was the last time you were in uh, Broward County? No, he's, he's in the bathroom or something. Right, but I'm at my good friend, uh, Frank Valestra, a.k.a. Rad Bastard's Place. He was uh, kind enough to let us use it. And I'd like to welcome to the show uh, performer, comedian, Miami Beach legend, Shelly Novak, a.k.a. Tommy Strangey. Welcome to the show. Found dead in his Hollywood apartment. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll no, no, that on later. No, no, yeah. No, if, just in case, because that, that would be a good um, eulogy. It was, right? But no, I was talking about... Um, yeah, just th- that it was. You so know, you what? grew up there. So when yeah, did you? But you know, hold on, hold on, go ahead, hold go on. Ahead, Let, go ahead. I'm going to take everyone back on a journey back in time, <laughs> in a time capsule. I'm going to try to describe the sights, sounds, and what what that time was back in 1982, not 82 when this record came out. Well, this record, which you have to say, what is the record you brought to talk about? We Pretenders Two. Pretenders Two. Pretenders Two. I'm here to talk about Pretenders Two, which it gets a bad rap along with you know so many other sophomore albums. When some, something becomes iconic and big, whether it's the Go Go's Beauty and the Beat, and then Vacation, or uh, Alanis Morissette's uh, supposed of inf- oh right, yeah, gonna live up. Nothing's gonna live up to the first one, and exactly. the, this, you're always gonna find something. This one I feel was a little, just you know unrightfully people will you know. Uh, belittle it or whatever, Agreed. but I love this. I, I totally this album. agree. And, but and, I will, yeah. But let me take you. Ahead, on, let me take you on a journey backwards in time. So, um, join us, won't you? <laughs> I've always wanted to do the Karina Longworth <laughs> introduction. So, so join us, won't you? Um, it's 1981, and I'm like going back and forth between Saugus and Massachusetts, Everett, Massachusetts, this blue collar town to one blue, another blue collar town. One's more like rock and roll, one's more disco, and I'm kind of new wave, and it's 1981, 82, and a lot of you know gay kid, you know gay, a, a young gay kid. I was 14. I knew I was gay. There's no, there's no way around that. You know, you just know, you know, you know, you know when you know, and. Um, and you know, a lot of you have the, the, everyone has get their gay icons at the time. Everyone was like, "Well, oh, Bette Midler, Barbara Streisand, uh, Cher, or whatever." But to me, no, my my icon, my gay icon was Chrissy Hine. Really, I was wondering that. Chrissy, I had a feeling it was I, Chrissy. It was that was my that was because she just seemed so cool. Oh, she's but, so cool, but, right? But <laughs> but could be so tender too. And uh, I mean, the first album just it just it just rocked my world. I have a poster uh, of the Sire Records poster because I worked at a Caldor on Linfeld's Parkway in right. Saugus and it was a, it was Christmas 1980 and I remember that they wanted me to like suck pump up some water and they, the guy was I was, I'll never forget his name was Mr. Gilligan because you don't forget when your boss is named Mr. Gilligan right and um, he's like, "Do you want to? Uh, do you, you want to keep working at Caldor?" And I'm like, "No, I don't want to fucking keep working." <laughs> and I walked up to the like, you know, how they had different departments back in those days. I rocked, walked up to the record department, ripped down the Pretenders promo poster, and walked out, rolled it up like a nice. like blue like blueprints, and said, "You know, said it was Christmas Eve too." So I came home and I was like, "I quit." Um, but yeah, and I've had that poster since 1980. Uh, but it's just meant so much to me, and, and, and that and the Pretender's second album, 
uh, it just it, it came out, but before it did, there was an EP, right? Which kind of which kind of spoiled it a, a little bit because kind of hit two it. great songs were already on that. EP. It kind of hit hit him hit them in knee, in the knees with that, yeah. Because Message of Love and Talk of the Town had were released as singles in the UK, right? And but you got to love the EP when it came out, how it was packaged. I, I just I, the the sense memory of it was like a uh, it was a cassette first of all. Yes. And I owned a Sony Walkman, one of the first. Of course. And it was ridiculous because you had to put like two like double A batteries in it, but it was still small. And, right. And the the box for the uh, EP had this great artwork, and it would fold. It opened up uh, like a cigarette box, and you pull your, the cassette out, and it had the Cuban slide on one side and porcelain, which was kind of an instrumental which was, which was two great tracks that they just kind of filled up the EP with right right um, and um, and yeah t- Talk of the Town and Message of Love which are two great songs and um, but yeah so the rap what was the the rap on this a lot of people just because their first record is so fucking good that same yeah it happened like with the, the Go-Go's with Vacation If it's it's not the best album but it has these great moments it's still and great this, and Pretenders 2 there's, there's no way around it not only does it have three singles that which uh, were in heavy rotation on uh, MTV, they they were they they hit number ten on the Billboard charts with the album. Yeah, I mean it only sold half of what the first album did, but it still has iconic songs on it. The, uh, I mean some really sexually charged, amazing songs like the Adulteress, Bad Boys oh, Get Spanked. So yes, yes. She does another uh, cover of a, a Kink song that the the Kings never even recorded. So that was like probably given to her uh, during Pillow Talk at the time. Yes, well, we'll get into that too because I I feel like a lot of this record is uh, colored by, or maybe it's just me projecting, but colored by her relationship with who? Who did she have a relationship with? Um, uh, Ray Davies of The Kinks. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so even though, I mean, some songs I'm thinking, oh, this is about Ray, but then in reading about it, no, not really. Well, it's also, I feel that there's no other album. They might say, oh, this was rushed and uh, done in a hurry because they were on tour and they would, they would do right, so many right. things at once. I, I don't think there's another album that um, has the same world weariness kind of yes. like seen it all, done it all already. Yes. Like has it, when people say, oh, like you know, like they, I think they played in Santa Monica and they they were kind of burnt out or whatever. But yeah, they were, and and, and I think they this were. album captures that world weariness. That song, day after day, for example. Oh we my will, god, we'll talk about that. Show. I didn't even realize that at the time. I remember getting yeah. this record, and also I I maybe bought into it. Oh well, it's it's good, but yeah. it's not as yeah. good. But now revisiting it, I'm like, what the fuck, yeah. man? Yeah. There's maybe like two songs that I'm maybe yeah. not crazy about. Yeah. Everything else on this record is yeah. uh, fucking great. Yeah. But I this I was fourteen. This was in eighty one, eighty two. This was like pre AIDS. Uh, I got that little taste of like like this amazing like Timothy Chalamet uh, romantic <laughs> rom com life, if you will. And this was the soundtrack. It, uh, t- this was like you know uh, this and Hearts Dreamboat Annie, I think. But like it was always being played. And I remember right, right. In the, I was in a band and it was like, we were like a garage band. And they were like, why do you always want to just sing Harp? Or we did Mystery Achievement. Um, and uh, or, and the Led Zeppelin. Why do you always want to sing like a girl? And I was like, because I because I'm a drag queen. Secretly, I'm gonna go off to Miami and become a drag queen for 30 years. Oh my god. So when did you get? When did you move down here? 92. Oh, 92. 92. Okay. Oh, so yep. you were there. You were in New England. So did you get? Because I saw them in 1981. They played at Sunrise Music Theater yeah. on this tour, and I saw yeah. them. So I saw the original lineup. Uh, I never guys. did, and I, I'm. Oh. It's, it's, it's kind of sad. It because is. I'm sad for it's you. Sad because <laughs> I had a friend who was supposed to take me, and she was this uh, friend. Her name is Kelly McClellan, and oh, uh, Kelly. she Kelly McClellan was supposed to take me, and she was fun. We we were in art class together. This we were like juniors in high school, I think it was at this point. But yeah, she uh, uh, passed in a car accident. But she was oh, like, no. she was like this, like. She was another new wave, uh, new romantic, overly romantic, new romantic like myself. With right. The, you know, with the fingers on your gloves cut off and your, your, your flash dance neck, neck uh, cut out of your sweatshirt. I can like, picture you, know, you guys. Breakfast club. You. you know what I mean? Molly Ringwald. So what happened? Well, how did you she, not go to the show? She uh, had a car accident. She died in a car oh, accident. That, and actually, we never that went. was the reason? Yeah. Oh, and let me tell you, it makes, it makes the song, um, uh, I found a picture of you. Uh, that makes it so much more poignant. Yes, uh, but she was working on. I'll never forget. She was working. It was so f- fucking Lionel Richie 
Richie's Hello, where she was doing a clay bust of John Taylor of Duran Duran. Of course she was. Yeah, because this is what the word, this is what was going to say. I hope I'm bringing you back to the 80s with this uh, podcast. Yeah. It's mag- well, it, it is magnificent. It, it, it was a magnificent time, and we're never going to get to that time again, but at least we have it in our memories. So, real quick, um, this was the last album of that original lineup because yes. they have a t- what a after this story. Ap- after this th- after this you can you can say that yes they went on and yes they called themselves the pretenders but they were never the same group no no because all right so and never uh, the I, same sound james honeyman scott had such a distinct sound such a distinct uh, sound and uh, pete farndon too uh, yeah, uh, an yeah. excellent bass player yep. obviously a pain in the a big pain in the ass so yeah. he, he, he he was fired. Yep. Uh, they, the following year that this album came out, they fired him, mm-hmm. and then James Honeyman Scott died like in that same week. Yeah. Of uh, and then Farnton en- ended up dying of a heroin overdose like a year yeah. after that. So they so, lost they lost two members within a, yeah. like like t- short time of each other, and and and, and you know and to drugs, and I, yeah, you know and that right. and that addled the album. You could you know, um, but I'll tell you something. When you look at the Gary Cochran. Uh, photo of the 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 black uh the cover of this album yes it's so iconic the gary cochran photo uh you'll never see a more handsome uh pete farn you'll never see a more handsome junkie he's never he looks so handsome in that picture they all look beautiful i I was just wearing the white ruffles you know i was gonna ask you what you thought of non-ironically because some people don't like this cover and i'm thinking how could you not like it so iconic i think and she's wearing i i you know she's wearing white ruffles and getting away with her pirate Sure, yeah, you know, yeah. but getting away with it, and she. I well, mean, that's the thing. I was going to ask you. So, what what do you think drew you about her? Because the the thing I always loved about her was that she never she didn't hide her sexuality, but she never flaunted it. She that's she never yeah, dressed she, trashy. She was just like a like a tough uh, woman who like knew she was a woman, mm-hmm. and and yeah. she didn't have to be like a tomboy or anything because she was yeah. just her. And yeah, she no, was she like was definitely fierce. listen. She definitely like you know loves men and sex, and she's in control of herself, and she just. Struck me as just like just a strong person. I had read how she like got arrested and kicked out the cop uh, car window. Yes, <laughs> I mean I was like I was like yeah, I love this part, and I just loved her fashion. I loved I loved the uh, the the, the, bang, the the bangs. I loved the eyeliner. Uh, I loved. Well, they the, were. I was saying they were a band built. That first band was a band built for album covers because the first the, album the, cover yeah, is yeah. awesome. Even, even the, the first, I, I would great. I would I would um, uh, argue to say that uh, all three, even the uh, the picture on the EP, the 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 original lineup. Those, oh right, those, or at least those. Two extended, album covers. which was just called extended play by the yeah, way which extended is not a very play, clever yeah. title for a no record. but they had they had to, i think they had to have something to sell at the merch table they while did, they were yeah. running around because they rushed them into a concert which i i was too young i was only 14 at the time yeah you're young you're younger than me i, guess. I was I listening to like and that's you know that was what was so great about message of love is because uh because it was so danceable too Yes. Well, all right. I was going to ask you about it too, but all right but let's get into the record first uh, it starts out with a bang right away mm. so you were excited so you got this record. You it was a great makeout album too. It was like it was like if Kate Bush had a guitar. Ah, okay. In some songs, I like that. let's listen to some the songs. track there was no i'm convenient and i make good tea (laughs) oh yeah right so many uh, you know one thing i love about her i was thinking she could be dismissive and throw shade like so expertly Mm, yeah (laughs) you know she just throws out these little killers that's the whole thing that's why i'm deathly i mean I've, i've met so many of my idols and i've been so thankfully happy that they've all been really wonderful people um, I'm a deathly afraid. No, to no, meet. you I'm wouldn't s- want to meet I'm her. I'm afraid right? to meet her because you I'm afraid that I'm stupid. A, I'm afraid like she would. I, I'd be eating a burrito, like a steak burrito or something. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, I just or I'd say something wrong, or she would not. You know, so I'm afraid. You know, 
Uh, so, same. Yeah, yeah that's so, the same 100%. Yeah, I, All right. I, I'm going to stick with the cast of Knott's Landing. Thank. Oh, by the way, I would like to say happy birthday to Allegra Harris because I know you're listening. Okay. Nice. <laughs> um, you have fans. Awesome. So did, uh, one thing I did not notice until doing the uh, my homework on it now was that it's spelled wrong, uh, adulteress. Do you think they did that on purpose? Because that's not how you spell You mean it's been 40 adulteress. years and I've never caught that? Uh, yeah. How are they <laughs> well, spelling too, it same. with only one S? Uh, they left out the E. It should be adulteress. There's an E in Oh, the word well uh, in Boston we call it adulteress. We well, yeah. yeah, we so, don't have uh, the other E, so we didn't. Yeah, but I'm thinking she did it on purpose I, because I can't believe. There's nothing that know. she doesn't do that. Uh, whether even when with the, the 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 producer credit on the first album, there's nothing that they don't do that they didn't think about before. That's what I yeah. Extensively, that's what I, I don't think, I think she makes. I don't purpose. think she makes any accidental moves. Right. So this one, so do you think, I mean, uh, people have speculated, because she basically was having an affair with Ray Davies. He was still married, so yep. she wasn't, in, I mean, he was committing adultery. Yeah. She really wasn't, right? Because she's not married. Well, if she would be, have been the adulteress, had she. Oh, she is the adulteress. She is the Ooh, adulteress. Okay. So she is. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm sure this was about that, for sure. But it's so sad. She paints such a sad picture. Look at the fool made up to go out. A desperate. She's desperate and lonely, but she's putting it about... Uh, look at the spinster coming down off the shelf. She's in love and she hates herself. <laughs> yeah, well, she's probably waiting around for him to, you know, get and leave the wife to go date her or whatever, take her out for, for right, right, for some tofu or whatever. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 definitely. So, um, some miso soup or some shit. All right, so we go from that one. Now, this next song, I could, I could see when people said, "Oh, this is kind of a rehash." Because honestly, when this song comes up, sometimes I think it's. Uh, what? Uh, but uh, bad boys, love uh, boys. Yeah, tattooed love boys and bad boys get spanked, and I'm okay with that because, you know, I'm sure that they said, you know, give us another of what you got. We we got the first time. Yes, yes. And they, she took the, the the like anyone would. Like, I do it myself when I'm writing. I'll take I'll take the bare bones of something and I'll try to just do. Yeah, you yeah. Know, take it, it, so you know, you've got the Ray, you got the, the Ray Davies cover. You've got the uh, right. The bad boys get spanked. Uh, tattooed love boys, kind of. Hard. If you're going to rip something off, you might as well rip yourself off. Yeah, right? or just do something another. It, it works. It does. And this is still you know? a, a and great this, song. And people love it to this day. She still plays it in concert. She does, right? This oh, is, yeah. This, this is a fan favorite. Right, yeah, it's a fan favorite. Bad boys get what? Spanked. Whip sounds. Those sounds are great. <laughs> so, you're a young man listening. Oh, were you listening? I'm 14 years old. Um, this is on my Walkman. This is on my yellow, uh, semi-waterproof um Sony <laughs> right Sony boombox that uh, remember when they came out with yellow products? Everything was like yes, yeah. It just was another way to go get to buy more stuff. And yeah, I just was you know, and I was just like this little new wave kid with my little new wave clothes, and my little choose life T-shirt, and just Aww. you know, you know, going roller skating and. You know, not supposed to be in cars, but it, here I was going in cars between Saugus and Everett so oh. that I could go roller skating and, right. you know, hear a message of love while I roller skated. But, you know, you'd play cassettes and I'd always be the, I, you know, I've always been a bossy motherfucker. It's just the way no. I am. <laughs> yeah. And I was always pushing this cassette into people's, back then, the, the tape cassette, not an A-track, but cassettes. Yes. This was before uh, CDs. Our, our media was cassette and a lot of I, yeah and, i believe i and, had this on yeah and you know well. kiss 108 at the time was the big thing um in new england and we used to just like annabelle lewin used to say in the song c30 c60 c90 go right yeah tape it off the radio tape it off the radio that's and right we, that's how we just you know i'd, I'd sit and wait for you know um 
the guys to do uh, Kiss One Awake, the countdowns. And do you remember waiting for the, your song? Waiting for the song and tape. Yeah, I remember that. And then you'd figure out how you could take a tape and put the little tape over it so that you could tape over, say, like your mother's copy of like Jane Fonda's workout or something. And she'd be like, did you tape over my Jane Fonda music with Chrissy Hines? Because I'm going to kill you. That's great. Um, that's probably a spot on uh, yeah. impression. While well, she's I'm smoking, sure. doing aerobics. Of course. Um, all right. So now speaking of the uh, the single, uh, Message of Love, great single. And uh, yes. it's just such a good song. Listen yep. to Message Used so wonderfully uh, in the 83 remake of Breathless. The reason we're here As man and woman Is to love each other Take care of each other When love walks in the room Everybody stand up Oh, it's good, good, good Like Brigitte Bardot Searching this, that line, we are all of us in the gutter. But Oscar Wilde. I did not know that. Yeah, she's touching on everyone from Oscar Wilde in there to um, Bridget Bardot. Bridget Bardot. I mean, you're thinking probably yeah. an icon to her, right? And the song is so ultimately singable in the in the way that I'm special, so special from Brass and Pocket was, so that uh, you know, um, it just it, it and it and it, and it walks that fine line between pop and punk. Uh, yes, like so many people have tried and failed. I, some people have done it so, uh, f- like maybe Nick Lowe, maybe Elvis Costello, maybe the police. Right. But not many people. Right. Right. Not um, many bands. Yeah. And this song I remember was all over MTV. Yeah. Was the all, movie all- breathless with Richard Gere and Valerie Kaprisky, which was, <laughs> you know, not the best movie in the world, but you know, in hindsight, when you look back at it, it is a really kind of a beautiful neon kind of pastiche of the eighties. Oh, okay. In a, in a fun way. Right. Um, I remember, it's funny, I remember they were on... Fridays with Andy Kaufman was the host. Oh, okay, but I think they were on, but there's, there's one, either, one show they were on live where Pete Farndon, he's, his bass is horribly out of tune, and he doesn't give a shit, and you could see Chrissy's looking at him because not only is he out of tune, it's super loud, so he made it extra loud and out of tune. It almost looks like he's doing it on purpose, like he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, or he was... <laughs> Or he was gacked Smacked out of his out. mind. Yeah, yeah. On the, could be that because he was in the throes of heroin addiction at the time. At the time, it's uh, this, this was all going it's on. right? I, I just I, I love I, the whole her uh, whole um, the way she sounds like a preacher almost at the beginning. Like gather, you know. Now, now yeah. the reason we're here is man is woman. Oh, sure. Love each other. That's yeah. so great. Yeah. Well, she's always kind of that's. I think that's her little. Dylan thing that she does like she'll you know she, she'll she definitely yeah definitely, I know what you mean and uh all right so now this is a Pretenders album so of course what does she have to have on here she has to have a song written by Ray Davies right yes which I did not know this was not uh, this was he wrote this but it wasn't a he Kink never, song I don't he, think he've ever recorded it though. he I, no I don't think so and um I go to sleep he did it originally for uh, Sandy uh, Shaw Peggy Lee no. Originally recorded by Peggy Lee in 1965. Yes, sir. Wow. I know, right? <laughs> what was it like? Peggy Lee swings with, with, the, with the, the mod 60s sound? Probably something like Everyone that. Everyone hears it's windy. It's really, you know what? Say what you will about Ray Davies. The man can write a song. Though. Yo. Let's, let's yes. to, uh, yeah. The beautiful. And, the, the, this, and let me tell you, like I said before, 14 and... You know, uh, pre-AIDS and just, uh, uh, just, just swoon. You, you were swooning. So, right? Oh, swoon! <laughs> so many te- makeout parties. We had makeout parties, and we put on albums. This is one of the albums. All right, let's listen to it. I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. 
Probably a good thing that I don't do video. I just do audio. But if you did have video, you would see me and Shelly <laughs> swaying, just gently swaying. And I was having the craziest memory of back, like when back in the days of when the Sony Walkman did first come out and uh, headphones with just all the rage. It was just it was just ubiquitous. But you could listen to, it was, it was so freeing that you could listen to music that was avant-garde or not exactly popular or something as romantic, as new romantic as this. And um, walk down the, the you know the the, the high school hallway and, private, and not have a and privately a private listen thing to yourself, which people you now know, don't realize yeah. how special it was yeah. when it first came out. The, you know, the Walkman. It yeah. was like, oh my god! All of a sudden, like I don't have yep. to broadcast to the world. My yep. taste you didn't music. have to have it on a boombox and 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 exactly. you know and have to play it low and be turned to tell to shut it down, turn right. it off. And uh, we didn't even get to it, but I'll play a little bit the the bridge part uh, that I was wrong. I will cry. I will love you to the day I die. It's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, so but good. I think that that has a lot to do with her love of. I had mentioned Sandy Shaw before, but she had said, you know, a lot of the singers, even Cher, she said, was a, and the Wall of Sound, the Phil Spector. It was right, all right, kind right. of an influence on on her uh, the Ronettes. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You a could, lot you could of hear that. all that. You a could lot definitely of, yeah, hear all that. that the, there's a lot of shimmering. I, what I always called it, and we lost it when Honeyman Scott died. But that jingle jangle. Yes. Well, that's the thing. They were like she. If that makes sense. The, <laughs> well, no. That jingle jangle shimmer, like the Hollies had it. It does. That punk. No other. Not that they were punk. I guess more new wave, but whatever. But no other bands had that. They had that. He he put that sheen over it. Yeah. That just like uh um you know sort of softened up the. Mm-hmm. Edges sometimes, you when, know, when necessary on certain songs. Other other things could be as raw as a slash of a razor. Yes, exactly, so. exactly. Um, all right, so we get another. There's a lot of like, I don't know. I again, uh, this could be me projecting, but I always hear sadness in a lot of her songs. I don't know. Yeah. There's a sense of I guarantee melancholy. You, yeah, this time between you know having uh, being caught up in a love triangle and being the the, 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 the you know he's married and right. all that. Uh, the touring, yeah. Uh, one, also, one, like one guy's sudden, on coke, the other one's on right. heroin. And, and so, think about it. All of a sudden, your dream, getting your dream, but then you realize, oh, it's not all yeah, it's cracked yeah, up to yeah. be. Yeah. Well, you you can have the dream and have uh, the success and the touring, the adulation, but also, you know, the, the world is going to throw all these obstacles, and every almost cliched rock and roll obstacle was thrown in her way that yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, right. It's With the, in the space of what, almost a year, right? So, uh, yeah, so this next one is just, like I said, a really pretty, sort of sad song to me. Let's listen to Birds of Paradise. Things like her, no, that can that can do as something guttural and uh, as rockabilly to this to that. I mean, definitely. And you know, it's funny. We got, we also have to admit that she sings in a way that sometimes you don't. I have no idea what she's saying, and and <laughs> I've made up my so own beautiful. lyrics. I've oh, made I'm up sure. as yeah. a kid. I made up my own lyrics. So throughout my life, I was always singing like the. I had my own lyrics sometimes until I realized the, the. For example, she says, "I think about you at the day's end." As a fourteen-year-old, I was thinking, "I think about you at the day's end." Ah. So I'm assuming she's <laughs> on the road, sad in a hotel room. Well, she is. So actually, and that's, you but know, just not. It is day's end and not day's end. But, but what is it? Day's end. But as a kid, I'm thinking end. day's right. in. <laughs> And I'm thinking, this, she's on the road again, and she's sad, and she's missing her man. But that's basically the song, because yeah. she does say, 
I thought about you in Stockholm and Rome, me in my hotel room, you oh, in your okay, home. Okay, see? So, yeah, see, yeah. so it's there. You were getting it. You were, yeah. you were getting it. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I'll tell you, though, even though it sounded melancholy and like, I, I wanted to be on the road, I wanted to be a rock star, I wanted to be right, a hotel. Right, right. I, of course. Even of as course. an adult now, I love to, I love hotel rooms, I love room service. Oh, okay. uh, when people say, "Do you want to go camping?" So I was going to say, "Not a camping guy." Oh my god! <laughs> Communal showers and dirt. What a shocker! Are you insane? <laughs> Shelly doesn't like camping. All no, right, thank you. Kids. If I can't get twenty-four hour room service, I'm not going. All right. So this next one, again, me digging into it, I did not realize. Talking, I always assumed, oh, oh it's a song about song. Uh, her and Ray Davies. Actually, such so, a great single. So did you realize that it's named? After a London hotspot called the Talk, Talk of, of the, the Town. Town. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. All right, that yeah. Frank Sinatra played that and yep. The Temptations. Yeah, yeah, I did not know that. Uh, yeah, really great song. And once again, we mentioned James Honeyman Scott. Uh, he just like uh, brings this, yeah. elevates this yeah. song to the if you If level. you're not familiar with the that shimmery jingle jangle that I said that he delivers, this is here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> Something certain, one thing leads to another. I know. Was a time I wanted you for mine, nobody knew. You arrived like a day and passed like a cloud. I made a wish, I said it out loud. I'm loud in the crowd. Everybody heard. It was the talk of the time. Like to know, but why should I? Who are you then? Who are you now? Come and labor by night. Such a good song. This one, just as good as anything on the first record. Yeah. Any of yeah. those songs. And that's what uh, that's like when I think when you dissect the records, uh, the, the, you know what I mean? You you could say that I think they match. They they stand up to each other. I, I really think, do. Absolutely. In after after we forty years later, we could say that. And that video was ubiquitous, and it, I think it helped solidify more of their their image and their mystique because it was this very just mysterious image. The the mysterious video where the uh, image was kind of blown out with like bright lights. Oh right, and right, they right, were right. all it, the stage was all black and white, uh, parallel uh, neon. Right. Uh, or, or and they were all in black, and she had on black leather pants and a black leather jacket and a little herkerchief. <laughs> and and they all they never and they just they you know you just you just that's nothing really in America you didn't really know much about them there was a mystery to them yes, too yes yes which is great which you that's know? another thing that sucks today it's like there's hardly any mystery anymore no, because no, everything's because so everything oversaturated is, yeah you can't they can't even go get a, a latte without you know it's too extra you know, now Surrey Cruz is wearing adult heels you know right. So one thing interesting I read, I, I, she had did this songwriter thing and she talked about this song. And she said it's actually just about uh, some guy that she used to see when they were on their first tour. Hmm. He'd be, maybe he was working on the road crew, yeah. but she'd see him and she kind of fantasized about having a relationship, but never did anything. And that's yeah. sort of what it's about. Yeah. And when you think about it, it's really sweet because you know how when you see someone, you sort of, if you're infatuated but if you never do anything then it kind of keeps it real pure because yeah. obviously if you did meet oh, them yeah. they're going to end up yeah. screwing you're going to so, screw yeah. it up and let, let me tell you something sometimes <laughs> it's uh, in my experience in my in my experience as a um as an a-list homosexual yes it's bets <laughs> it's it's better not sometimes the fantasy is better than the reality right sometimes probably most of the time 89 <laughs> 0.9% of the time. I hear. <laughs> All right, so now if this was a record, we would flip it over to side two. We and uh, Chrissy's what? She's pissed in this one. Yeah, uh, this yeah. this this is where there are some great moments on this, the second side, uh, but I feel there are two songs that are a little marred by personal, um, you, you know, the, the political and the veganism of it all. Ah, uh, which is exactly no. I, listen, I understand about, if right. I if I was going to make an album, I'd be doing it all about the things I love. You know, right. weed, napping. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Shoplifting at Publix. Right. Exactly. The things yeah, that so I enjoy. Sing about what you know. What all you right. know. Yeah. Let's listen to Pack It Up.
no place for me Burning down the Annabelle From jacuzzi to jacuzzi It's alright for you, man Getting smashed, getting suntan But I know my place Where's my This is what I was talking about when I said she's so good at just like throwing shade and being. This is the song that would be why you said you probably would be afraid to meet her in her. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she. Or we, or we would become best friends, but I would have to uh, literally immediately become a vegetarian. Yes, of course. You know what I mean? I would have to throw out my Stouffer's pepper steak and rice frozen dinners. Yes. (laughs) But um, you know, Um, it's it's a great song, and you know. can we mention like one of probably the most underrated drummers in the history of rock That's and roll? That's right, Martin Chambers. We did not mention Martin Chambers, and s- such a great drummer. And Between him a- and Clem Burke, I don't think that, I can't think of any other from that era, from that and both that, that, sort that, of that unsung dec- drummers that aren't talked about. Yeah, that decade, I think they're, they're both underrated, and uh, I can't think of anyone else that really because what had happened at that time was the advent of the drum machine. Oh right, and everything was so yeah. 80s, but yeah these were. Musical, both of them really musical drummers that would do exactly wouldn't overplay, but they do exactly what, and they would yeah. add these little things that would elevate the songs. And yeah. he was definitely that kind yeah. of drummer. Yeah. Um, do you think there's a little dig? You mentioned Nick Lowe before, and Nick Lowe oh, produced well, their first got to be cruel to yes, be kind. Well, hell, yes. never mind. That's I, it's totally a dig. It, it has is, to right? be. Yeah, actually, and not maybe a dig. Maybe it could have been just a little, a little nudge uh, in the ribs, like you know, like an Easter yeah. egg for him. Because I don't think they were enemies of anything. Sort. Although he said that uh, they would never make anything of themselves, I mean, he, he didn't really he didn't want to work uh, keep producing them. Uh, oh, that's right. Because yeah. he thought that they and at the time, if you think about it, though, half the band was the you know dope played a big part in making like a train. You know, what I mean, you yeah, had yeah. you had you know Martin Chambers the drummer and Chrissy really focused, and the other two were like one's on coke, one's on downers. Come on, man! <laughs> right, one's up, one's down. I love her little things at the end. I don't like your trousers, your appalling taste in women, and what about your mind? And your insipid record collection. <laughs> That's so great. What about Rat your would, Delta Home Video Center, the Rat usual pornography really... that all you scumbags like? Yeah, right. You guys are the pits <laughs> it's of the, the world. world. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> it's so great. Um, by the way, Rat, I was Rat's... an angry homosexual at 14. <laughs> Rat's got a very good uh, record collection here, by the way. Oh, it's not insipid at all. It's not insipid. His house is like a museum when it people is. come to see him. It is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. So th- here's a song. Uh, this is my least favorite song on this record. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yep. Um, and uh, it, not so much for the lyrics, because actually when I... Re- it's got a great beat. I can uh, bop around the house to it, but it's it's you know it just makes me feel bad when I'm meeting a White Castle. Oh, yeah, because this is the one, um, uh, so that's kind of in there. Yeah, definitely. Her digs at, uh, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah. I, I thought it was. All right. So let's listen to a little bit of Waste Not One. Take, 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 take you what you don't Still, you cannot escape her voice, and you, that's no, it. And, yeah. and you, no matter what, you're going to stand up and you're going to listen to this. You're going to listen to what she's got to say. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And yeah, she's. I mean, even she has admitted that she could be a little heavy uh, militant. She's a yeah. militant. Vegetarian. Oh, I don't blame her. I don't blame her. Yeah, good for her. You know, and I, and you I slaughter when you feast. You disrespect the beast. Make, <laughs> your, make your beds and lie. Yep. But um, you know, and it, you know, there was a. Um, Really bad uh, Lifetime movie about the life of uh, Linda McCarthy, McCartney, rather, and uh, 
and there was a scene uh, where they were like in a kitchen and they had this actress who like looked nothing like Chrissy Hines. And, <laughs> oh no, really? And Linda McCartney's like, so um, we're going to have like blah, 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 something to eat and the talk of vegan. But, and she's like, and she says something snarky and Linda McCartney to tell the audience that that actress in the kitchen is supposed to be Chrissy Hines. She's like, oh, that's so Chrissy Hines of you to say, <laughs> okay, I'll just cook tofu. Or we'll what? just have a salad. This actually sounds amazing. I want to see. Go this look movie. for the Linda McCartney story on <laughs> okay. Hallmark, because then they like you got Paul McCartney. Like, Linda, Linda, I'll just have some rice. <laughs> oh, they must have known she was dying, but we didn't really know what was happening. It turned out to be our last visit. I had never forgotten that story Paul told me 27 years ago. I felt his pain, and I never wanted him to feel that way again. Really? Yeah, it's okay, the worst. Yeah, oh, that's so that. Chrissy Hines of you to say. <laughs> oh, I'd never wear leather. Come on now. These boots are faux. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, but then you get this next one, which I love this song. I don't know. Was this a single? Was this actually a single? Day After Day? Yeah. Yes, day and day video was, was a, in heavy rotation. It was. Okay. And this was the one that really gave you that sense of world weariness because it yes. was just them getting on and on and off planes, going backstage, getting on and off stage, right. packing, unpacking. It just... Which is uh, what how on the road is I guess right, and it's great. Uh, it's great for her because you're writing your second record, and she's writing about exactly what she's experiencing. Yep. You know, the good and the bad. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this is a great song. Again, James Honeyman Scott, his guitar playing yes, in this is just yes. unmatched. Everybody, every, everybody's playing is amazing. <laughs> It still made me want to be a rock star. And still I ended up a drag queen, but here we are. <laughs> well, there you are. That's kind of you're you're a rock star. I would yeah. say you're. A rock and star. I love that the, the line, "While the dolphins swim in the sea, you're going gray, my baby." Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. That's she delivers those lines, and it's kind of like you said. She was into the girl group. She was into that stuff, and she yeah. throws all that in there. Yeah. Like she throws like all of the stuff she loves and all of her yeah. influences yeah. get in there. Yeah, they definitely, definitely. You're hearing the Ronettes. You're hearing the right. Wawa exactly. sound. You're exactly. hearing the. You know, the, the, yeah, definitely. And then what happens though? It ends tra tragically, like the with airplane a, crashes. With, yeah, with it. at the end they take a sample of a, a fighter jet crashing, and I'm, I when I and you know at fourteen I you know you just think to yourself, that's so punk. Yeah, right. but, then, but but then again you know but then again you know Judd Hirsch is the I'd rather Judd Hirsch. <laughs> oh my God, I'm showing my age. Judd Nelson there from The go. Breakfast Club <laughs> is the best actor in the world when you're 14. That's but you true. know what? Judd Hirsch is amazing too, Taxi. Okay, yeah. Come on, ordin <laughs> ordinary people. Judd, I guarantee you Judd Hirsch has never been mentioned on this podcast before. Please, I had Thanksgiving dinner with him two years ago. He's my he's my mensch. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. thanks to, th once again, I, I'm going to mention Allegra Harris. Thanks to Allegra Harris. She oh. makes dreams come true. I want to go to one of your Thanksgiving. You're so do you be, let me tell you. And the and the and the um the food the leftovers oh, I'm what I'm jealous, which brings us to our next song. Let's listen to a little bit of jealous. Get Jella. down off the couch.
Another one. Uh, they have uh, wow, wow, wow! Here come the dogs. <laughs> yes, uh, it's got like a weird time signature to it. It's which makes it kind of like this. I feel like if you tried to dance to this one, you you could hurt yourself. Yeah, no, you, I, you, there's definitely not a beat that you can dance to no. per se, but you can definitely bang your head to it. And yes. I'm not sure what she's trying to say in this, other than uh, maybe she's spanking someone and making them get down off the couch. I think she's just like throwing a general shade in this one. Yeah, you know, or maybe she had to fill the album. I don't know, but it's not, I think the, it's one of the two weaker songs on the, it on the album. It does feel like filler because it's yeah. also kind of long. I yeah. think it's one of the yeah. longest ones yeah. on the record. And you know, and you, but, you, but you still can't, like I said, get a, get away from her voice. And I, the next two songs I'm, I'm crazy about. I am too. I was going to, I was wondering and that. I, and I liked, and I liked the way the album finishes because uh, me too, uh, but me let's too. not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> well, no, we can because yeah, we, yeah, we can. Yeah, pass like, over but that last dog. song, it's had like you know that one and the one that's kind of political. It's like when Boy George sang "War Is Stupid." We, we get it. We got to go, go go dance on a riverboat. All right, we don't. We get it. War is we stupid. War is stupid. We get it. We get it. Now this one, uh, I didn't. I don't think I noticed it at the time, but it's very different musically for them. It almost has like a Stonesy feel, yeah, uh, like a Rolling Stones feel, which mm-hmm. is d- different than their usual sound. And yeah. uh, it's a really. I don't think I appreciate it as much as I do now, revisiting yeah. it as I yeah. do now. Well, yeah. When you, but, but when you're 14 and you have uh, uh, the Eurythmic Sweet Dreams on cassette and, oh, okay. and Pretenders Two on cassette, and I think uh, like. Uh, you know, kissing to be clever or whatever, and yes, you got the yes. and the wrong inside of your your um, guess uh, vest, which is um, uh, stone washed with oh, white <laughs> with white leather trim. It had the pockets for the Walkman. Oh so wow! So you you, okay. you you had that was your music. So do you have pictures? Can you send me some pictures? Yeah, I do this? have pictures. Right, I do. I, I, I loved that. Ge- it was the guest vest that Madonna's boyfriend wore in the Borderline video. I had to go out to Tellos. Anyone in Boston, if you're listening. I went to Tello's in East Boston, and I got the guest vest with the white trim. Nice. And um, I wish I had it to this day, because all that shit do. came back. It did, of course. All right, let's listen to uh, the beautiful, the English roses. <laughs> On the balcony, and the sky closes on the English roses. Yeah, so right. Rolling Stones inspired in sense instead. To me, it has that like when when Kate Bush sang Hamahara, it has that kind of gothic, windswept moors. Oh you're right, thinking, right, yeah. You just it conjures up that whole English, you know, Ro- Rebecca. You know what I mean? That yes, whole this kind poor of girl. Yes, a poor yeah, um, yeah you know, who, um, uh, yeah. We're so, uh, but she holds the hymnal. We're so carefully pressed. Is the English rose she laid to rest? Yeah, she's putting the rose between the hymnal to to save the rose. Yes. <laughs> so you were all in on this. Yeah. Oh, I was. Oh, my home, my my little fourteen year old homosexual. I was like, oh, no, quick, everyone. You... This is now we have to listen to Kate Bush's <laughs> Wuthering Heights, <laughs> which is another. We have not done a Kate Bush record yet, although we do have one slated. There is one. Coming. Oh, it is taking. I us. can't listen. I can't. We can't turn this into. The, the Tommy and uh, what's your name? What is I, what's your name again? Barry, right? No, that's oh, the other Rob. guy. Barry's not here anymore. Rob. That's okay. It's I'm fine. Sorry. 
I'm going to leave that in, too. Oh, um, thanks. <laughs> Rob. Um, your hand bone. Let, now, <laughs> let me ask you. Uh, now, be honest with me. I am honest. Did you... you uh, all right, Chrissy was an icon. Uh, Such. Uh, did you want to be her? Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I wore the... I, I begged my parents for a leather jacket, but only, like, uh, de- delinquents wore leather jackets. Well, of course. <laughs> and I begged for one. I begged for one. I could only have stonewashed uh, guest jackets. Oh, okay. Guest jean jackets. That's, <laughs> well, as, that's as rough as they would let me go. They let you have that, though, so that's But, you know, best. here I am uh, as an adult. Um, I... Every time I stepped on stage in drag, I thought to myself, "What would Chrissy Hines do?" And oh, right, and, uh, okay, good. Yeah, I, I've I've done as much Chrissy Hines uh, songs as I can. I host a karaoke where I'm always singing uh, singing Chrissy Hines songs. And, yes, and I actually, you know what? I wanted to ask you too. I read something really that was a, a cool quote. Is it true? Did Gloria Estefan once tell you like to to just sing? Or yes. Were you in, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was. We were at the Cardoso, and it was John Hood was doing a, a night and. I was supposed. It was Tara Solomon, all the, the the names from back in the day at the Cardosa. Okay. Lip sync, but, but uh, they were lip syncing, right? It, well, with the drag queens were lip syncing, and right. it, it, this was cassettes, and my cassette broke. And she just said, "You know what? Just sing it." And it was uh, Dusty Springfield, son of a preacher man, and and she was like, "Listen, you don't have such a great voice, but you got you're a character." And that was it. I just never lip synced anymore because I I was never, ever, a good dancer or a good lip syncer. Absolutely terrible lip syncer. I was always a frustrated rock and roller. Right. And it came up, my frustration, my frustration of wanting to be a, a rock and roll front man, and I could never be like an Adam Levine type, but I always thought that I could be like Chrissy Hines. Right, yeah. And that was that was my, you know, my, my rock and roll touchstone. Yeah. And, you know, you know, Joan Jett came around a little bit later, and, of course, you know, I, I found out, awesome about, I found I out about, I found out later about uh, Susie Quattro, who I only knew as Leather Tuscadero as yes, a kid, right, you know, right. as, an Ameri- as an American. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, the Runaways and whatnot, but it, it was Chrissy Hines. That, yeah. was my, that was my, my idol. And, you know, I just wanted to mention one thing, too, that the missed opportunity, because... Uh, like for example, the Eurythmics did an album. They did a soundtrack for 1984, and they never used the music for in the in the film. Right. Um, what could have been? It was recorded two songs. If there were a man, and where has everybody gone for a James Bond film? One of the lesser ones, of The Living Daylights. Chrissy Hines would have been in the ranks of Shirley Barry. Is is because it is recorded, but it wasn't used. Oh really? And they had done that whole dun 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 dun. dun the only way as only the pretenders can. Right. And she had done her Shirley Bassey, you know, right. James Bond songs, a love song and a uh, an opening theme number. Right. They didn't. They went with Aha. Because Aha oh, was song was huge at the time. At the right? time, you could not day. escape because of the video of uh, the car. And you can't blame. Listen, Aha, that video that you can't you can't knock it. Iconic. Yeah, another iconic. You video. can't break. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we got the final track. Oh, so I good. love. I I didn't realize how great this fucking song is. It's yeah. a great album closer, and it's yeah. a great fucking song. And we have to talk about the lyrics a little too. Well, that's that. It's another example where I just made up the lyrics in my mind. Yes. And, and I just sang what sounded right to me. Right. Because who knows what she's singing? Because well, she, I don't even. She's know. very I, famous for doing that whole mumblecore, if you will, yes, of yes, rock and right, roll. Right, exactly. And then years later, you realize she's like, oh, use my sidestep. Right, right, yeah. You know, you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I had no oh, idea that's what you know, yeah. I'm like, All right, let's listen to a little bit of Louis Louis, not the Kingsman. No, not Richard Berry. Fridays and I and I everyone should go out and YouTube yes. uh, them on Fridays doing the live version of the yeah. song and it's great. Yeah, it's and I, I think it was that was the one with Andy Kaufman. 
Oh right, right. Yeah. And um, all right. So this song, first of all, it's it, it sounds like a Wilson uh, that Wilson Pickett, uh, Pickett or, yeah, or to stay like in the nights, exactly, right? Exactly. Like and, and so you, it's definitely an homage to that or done in that style. Um, and I think the calling it Louis Louis and not being the Richard Berry version. Right, or, it's an you know, homage. But I, you know what? And I was digging into it because I feel like there's there's more here. Yeah, there has to be. All right. So here's what I got. She mentions the spiders. She mentions uh, you with the glasses, which is the spiders is the, Bowie. Uh, Bowie, Ziggy Stardust, Spiders of Mars. You with the glasses. That's all the young dudes. Mata Hoople. She's doing all these things to rock and roll. It's like an uh, homage to rock and roll. And Louie Louie is like this. Uh, yeah, great, it was, uh, rock yeah, and yeah roll that song. song itself. Yeah. yeah. Sandy and Harry got married there's a group there was a group Sandy and Harry that did a version of Louie Louie <laughs> so I think she's just throwing out all these little uh, yeah all these little and tickets. you know what she's as 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 much of a bitch as the media wants to portray her as she's she, she oh, just no. strikes she strikes me as witty and dry and yes. at this stage of the game she's oil painting and, yeah you but, know but she does not she's someone that does not uh, suffer fools, suffer, exactly. yeah, suffer yeah. fools gladly. So no, yeah. not at all. And yeah. she's not, yeah. And she's gonna tell you exactly uh, how she feels, and she doesn't give a fuck if you like it or not. That's yep. just how she That's is. That's it. And That's you, why we're scared to. Meet and you her. know what? I think uh, it, it, we're seeing more of that in the world. And um, I'm glad people are sticking up for themselves. Yes, that's why not? True. That's true. I know. Um, yeah, th- yeah, we're. Evolving as you people, know? right? Yeah, and you know, and like, and and you know, I was making jokes about cheeseburgers and stuff like that. You know, it, it is a world where we have to kind of take stock in and uh, things, and maybe say to ourselves, maybe I shouldn't eat, you know, as much red meat as I do, and maybe I shouldn't, you, right. know, you know, give us time though, yeah. uh, go, yeah. go maybe, gently on, it. go know, easy on. Yeah, us. You know, yeah, maybe I shouldn't <laughs> shove this red solo cup in a dolphin's asshole. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Um, all right, so I did not mention you were wearing a, a pretender shirt. I am. Is, is that a, a is that one made to look old or is that it's an old? Made to look old. It's made to I look old. I got it. Um, oh, okay. Wow. Floor. Okay. Nice. I got yeah. When they she has the new two. The, the she's got Martin, of course, on drums, and she's got two new guys. Right. Oh my God! It's like she went out and did a casting to find like uh, sex rock and roll sex gods. Oh, okay. Okay. The two guys she's got in her band now. So you approve? Oh my God! Thumbs it's, up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the sexiness of Pete Farndon without all the heroin. Oh, nice. I'll okay. take it. I'll take that any day. Yeah, yeah. Why not? You know. Um, oh, that's great. So, thank you. Um, what a pleasure, Shelly. It was great. I knew it was going to be great having you on, and I actually moved you ahead because you're leaving now. Is this true? Are, yeah. No. Well, what's, yeah. I'm. Uh, my parents have a house up in Ormond, and I am going up there to finally get get uh, my shit together and write my book I've, I've oh nice yeah like 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 Howard Hughes I've I've scrawled things on uh, um on uh envelopes right I, I have a stack of 400 envelopes oh, with, nice. with handwritten envelope like, like yeah so okay. I'm taking 400 envelopes some of them yellowed with with chicken scratch and I'm turning that into oh good All some right. kind so of you're not, you're some just, kind of a book you're not just going off somewhere to uh, die or anything no you're no gonna... <laughs> okay, no good. I'm That's going up there that. listen it's a quiet town it has everything I need to get by a Publix a CVS an Outback Steakhouse and every single sub shop seems to be run by a boy that looks like Timothy Chalamet oh okay so, <laughs> that's twice you've mentioned Timothy Chalamet have I so. have I if you're <laughs> listening Timothy if you're listening you were robbed of the Oscar alright so Shelly where if you want some if, if people want to find you oh, on the interwebs oh I could they oh go? they can find me on Instagram at just say Shelly J-U-S-T-S-A-Y S-H-E-L-L-E-Y just say Shelly and um, I don't know how when this will air, but uh, my we're about fi- two weeks ahead. So I, anything that's coming June up in the next two weeks will be uh, June twelfth. Like, uh, it'll probably be after that. I don't well, know. Okay. We'll see. Well, I'll well, just say uh, June twelfth. I'll be at the Black Market. It'll be my final performance the in Black Miami. Black Market, and you still at have the Anderson. Yeah. At the Anderson. Oh, the, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. and you know, All before right. I go, I got to tell you one thing. Howard the Duck and Mr. Strepo stay trapped in a world that they never made. Now, Howard the Duck and Mr. Strepo stayed. Trapped in a world that they never made. But not me, baby. I'm too precious. I'm a fuck off. Yeah, if you guys were geeks like me, you would know that Trapped in a World They Never Made was Howard the Duck's comic book tagline. You know, like the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Oh, really? The Invincible Iron Man. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I don't even think Rat yeah, knew that. Friend, Rat, you didn't know that, did you? Yeah, Howard the no. Duck, trapped, <laughs> in, trapped in a world that he never made. Yeah, read oh, some Marvel nice. comic books. All right, all right. Um, Thank you so so, much. Yeah, thanks again for being on. Don't forget, everyone, uh, you could find us on Instagram and Facebook at At That Record Got Me High. Also, that Facebook group got me high is a lot of fun. On Twitter, it's 
at TRGMH Podcast. And you can email me at TRGMH33 at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can go to Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and become a patron of the show. I really recommend it. We, have, we do a lot of fun stuff on there. Rat, thank you so much for having us on the show. Awesome. And uh, yes, Russell, we have Russell. Chino, Chino motherfucker, Russell, you were very quiet. I actually, I was afraid you were going to bum rush the show. What were you guys doing? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, I, that's happens a lot. That, you had to go in a closed room with the... Yeah, yeah. Let's get the scotch and talk about the potential. All right.